Hello, and welcome to Yikes. That's amazing. I'm your host, Pearl, and I tell stories <laughs> that are creepy, crazy, and keep you on the edge of your seat. And I'm Nathan, and I tell stories of positivity, inspiration, and determination. We're best friends. And we're roommates, and we're here to tell you <laughs> some cool stories. And we're feeling goofy today. And we're feeling a little silly we and a little goofy. We are recording our podcast on video for the first time ever. Well, technically not for the first time. For hopefully the first real successful time. time. <laughs> yes, we've had a little bit of technical I almost said difficulties, like issues and difficulties. Also brain difficulties, yes, obviously. Always. Yeah. So, but we hope that we finally actually have it down this time. Uh so we This is all for you, Michaela. Yes, our friend Michaela has been begging and pleading. Uh, that we finally do video, which I understand. So we have finally Definitely actually done it. Definitely think we talked about this before, but I now it's it actually out. happening. Oh, you cut it I out. I cut it okay. out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I didn't want to, the embarrassment of our failures to be uh, recorded. Embarrassed? What are you talking about? Okay. Um, so welcome to episode 14. <coughs> we are welcome. back with some more cool and creepy stories. Um, We have a little something different for you guys today. We're mixing and it up. And by little, I mean it's way different. It's like okay? so crazy so it's going to knock your socks off. Um, Just kidding. Don't get your hopes up too much. Today we're doing like a little January uh, fun facts episode. Yeah. So things about January, um, people just who were born in January. As yeah, we're getting to the end of the month, we just thought we'd pay tribute to the first month of the year. And yeah, mix uh, it up a little bit. Do something a little more um, out of our usual vibe, yeah. I guess. A little more theme oriented. Yeah. Yeah. So thought that would be a little so bit fun. We are going to start out with our fun fact of the week. Yes, we started um, that last week, and we it was a lot of fun. Week. Got to talk about our pooping this. habits, so um, yeah, always a good about time. Our pooping habits, that was really fun, really embarrassing for me, but I'm used to it. I can't be embarrassed, so. So I guess I will go first this week, because you went first last week. Go for um, it. My fun fact is, did you know that people are more creative in the shower? You know how you like always have your like your crazy shower thoughts or whatever and yeah. everyone talks about like oh my god I had this idea in the shower. Yeah. But it's like an actual thing like because of you're more comfortable and relaxed so you have more dopamine yeah. and like I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I think it said something like yeah, you get like a lot more good ideas in the shower than out of the shower and I'm like hell yeah. I just thought that was I like that. Kind of a fun fact. Yeah. No, I like that. I feel like I don't know. I've never, like, I always hear that said, but I feel like I've never actually had, like, a aha moment in the shower. I have so many good ideas in the shower. And let's not, like, skirt around the fact that I'm probably um, maybe a little bit under the influence of sometimes when I'm having these thoughts in the there. shower. Here Occasionally. And there. Not always, though. Uh, but I always forget to write them down. So <laughs> I never remember them. 
Fair enough. I'm just always like moving and grooving in the shower. I usually bring like a Bluetooth speaker in and just like jam out and just like screech songs at the top of my lungs. Sometimes so in I between have that, music, I don't have sometimes enough time. I don't. Sometimes I just like to listen to all the weird shit that I think is going on outside of the bathroom. Like a murderer breaking into the house. When I'm in the shower, literally, the house. if I'm in the shower and I'm not listening to music, or if I am listening to music, I am like certain that somebody's getting beat up on the outside of the door or like I'm getting robbed. I always feel like I can hear something crazy happening. And I'm I like, used to think that a lot when I was younger, but I... I oh, you grew out of it? I did grow out of it because I grew Listen, as a person. I'm 23 years old and I'm still afraid of the dark, so... Uh, I honestly, I'm, I'm surprised that is one that I've, for the most part, grown out of as well. But, like, I still get so, that, like... Feeling when you're like jumping into bed after you've turned the lights off, that you're like, Ooh. "Oh my god!" I have a horrible history of being way more scared than I should <laughs> all the time. So, but yeah, lots of great shower thoughts. Maybe I'll try and write them down from now on, so yeah. I can like be a millionaire off of my great invention ideas. I mean, honestly, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna ride your coattails. So Period. I would hope that someday you'll have a million yeah. dollar idea. I mean, if any of us gets rich, we're all riding each other's oh. coattails. Oh, oh, for like, real. That's what friends are for. We always talk about our friend commune, <laughs> so we just have to have one of us make it big so that they can we're make all, it work for the rest of us. We're all trying to make it big so that if one of us does, that we can all have our own commune together. Exactly. So yeah. So we're all technically putting the work in for it, but one of us might work. get the break that yes. is needed to become a millionaire. Yeah. Mommy and daddy. What's your fun fact? Um, well, uh, do you want to tell a couple more? Because mine is pretty long. Um, I go into detail. Because you said you had a couple, right? Oh, well, I mean, I just have a shit ton of facts to share with you. A yeah. January facts. Yeah. You want me to just tell the rest of those? And then you'll get into your... Like, yeah, I kind of okay. figured. Because I... Yeah, mine is, goes on for a little bit. Because I go into detail about one specific fact. Okay. Okay. So, we'll just take... This, this might take us a little bit. We'll just have some nice conversation about these subjects. uh, So we're going to start out with a holiday. I don't even know how to describe this, but it's like January is the month of whatever. Oh, yeah. Cause or whatever. So some highlights. It is Braille Literacy Month. Okay. Which I keep seeing a lot of things about Braille recently, which I'm like, is that because people are posting Braille content for Braille Month? Or am I just randomly seeing this and then I'm also seeing that it's Braille Literacy Month? Anyway, people are like, Braille's never going out of style because like, like people need people, it to exist. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. And I'm like, Braille always blows my mind. Like, Braille I, is so cool. I have one like core memory in my brain of my like first grade teacher like telling stories about people that learned to like way back when learning to like, I almost said speak I Braille. Feel like I, that's I not, read that's a weird amount of stories about like blind people when I was a kid. So yeah. I was reading a lot about Braille all the time. Yeah. But it's really cool. And no, yeah. it's crazy. Braille literacy, you guys. Yeah. I remember we, we wrote our uh, names out with like freeze-dried peas in Braille, like cut in half. I don't know why peas, but we like glued oh. them to a paper and like oh. wrote our names out in Braille. Peas. Huh? Yeah. I wonder what was I don't the... Know why. And that like stuck in my brain, like oh. specifically that it was peas. Weird. I don't know why, but... Yeah, but freeze dried, obviously, so they weren't like wet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wet. <Jesus. laughs> <That's> disgusting. 
Yummy. It is also blood donor month. Ooh. Um, I don't know about you, but like, I've never donated blood. Fun fact, I literally don't weigh enough to <laughs> <laughs> donate <laughs> blood. <laughs> and I'm gay. It's not something to laugh about. It's actually pretty no, fucked up. It is pretty fucked um, up that. But uh, that I don't think really <laughs> sad. That I didn't so know that. I've got double trouble. I c- I'm, I guess I'm literally I'm just, just not allowed person. to donate blood. So that's my excuse. What's your excuse? My excuse is that I'm terrified of needles. Okay, that's a fair excuse. I I'm also terrified of needles despite having like a bunch of tattoos. I feel like I've definitely gotten a little bit more over it a because i've had to have my blood drawn multiple times in the past couple years and i hadn't really before that except for one like a long time ago when i was a kid um and with covid and shit like having to get vaccines and stuff i've always been very 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 scared of getting shots and needles in general but i've kind of been forced to overcome that so yeah, I mean, you've got tattoos, too. Yeah, I've got tattoos. But tattoos That's are different. Thing, yeah. No. no, I just remember I'm scarred from getting my blood drawn because when I was 10, I went into the naturopath oh to get God. an allergy test. And, oh. like, okay, well, at that point, like, now they can just, like, prick your finger and, like, you just dab They're your blood like, on paper. They're not, like, stab with the peanut butter, stab with the whatever. What? No, <laughs> no, they were drawing blood, not No, doing I'm joking. The... Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, but <laughs> the lady that was taking my blood had never drawn blood from a kid before and literally stabbed me in each arm like five times because she just couldn't find a yeah, vein. Yeah, no, if I had and I was like, like that, crying, I would, not, I would not be doing well today. No, it was, it was so mortifying. And then after that, like maybe a year or two, let's see, how old are you when you go to middle school? Like 12, something like that? 11? <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, whatever age you, like, <laughs> to get your, like, vaccinations to go into middle school. Right, right. Like, I, that, age. that was after I had, like, um, that experience. And so I went into the doctor, and my mom, like, recalls that time, it, it, because I started, like, hyperventilating so bad. She was, she was like, you were just about to leave your body, because you were freaking <laughs> out so much. Literally me, every time I went to the dentist as a kid. Fair enough. Dentist, I, I think it's been an embarrassingly long amount of time since I've been to the dentist. I have very good oral hygiene, but... um, I literally remember, like, I, I don't even want to get into the trauma of the dentist, but I just remember having so many... I have very... Several vivid memories from multiple dentists that just freaked me out every single time I thought about it. And um, I remember one time I literally was so tense clutching each arm of the chair that my I couldn't move my fingers because oh. they were clawing <gasps> the chair so hard. Oh, my that, God. That was definitely my first times of realizing how that I had anything. Well, I didn't realize at the time that I had an anxiety but disorder. The first, but uh, uh, the first really intense like panic attacks and stuff that I had that I didn't really know. I was just like, I must be the biggest bitch ever. Yeah, no. I spent a lot of time at the orthodontist with braces. I mean, you had braces too. So did did you go to Dr. Max? No. No, okay. I went to Dr. Max. I am self-respecting, so no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really loved my orthodontist. Shout out! I feel like it's weird to say his name on here. I'm not going to say it, but shout out to my orthodontist. Yeah. He was great. Hated that place. 
But and the what are they called? They're not hygienists. They're just are they not hygienists? Are they? Like the the orthodontal orthodontal you almost said orthopedic <laughs> shut up bitch no <laughs> yeah orthodontal um, hygienist uh, i think they're hygienists if the, it does not okay matter, but i just but remember <laughs> one of these ladies god she was nice and everything kind of but she was like just trying to get the job done anyway on to the next it is my favorite and i'm very sad that i didn't know this until the month is almost over soup month oh I mean, you did make soup I did a couple make times multiple this month, soups. and they were delicious as all your soups I are. I would have really taken taken this month by the balls if I had known, though. Yeah. If so. there is somebody that is a soup girl, it's Pearl. Gorgeous and girls love soup, and I'm a gorgeous girl. Yeah. You are the most popular girl in, in the, the chicken, chicken coop. coop. Yes. You're not wrong. I it's know. also oatmeal month, which I thought was hilarious. Wow. And I actually have not eaten any oatmeal this month <laughs> and i usually that's, i have I guess, actually eaten more oats than usual this that's <laughs> good i usually eat a lot of oatmeal but i did not as oh, much this month rocks. oh my rocks ah, okay it is bath safety month bath safety month. they and have I'm a like, whole month i know month that's probably it? about like some toddler drowning or something i oh, should have yeah, looked it so. up but i also didn't look up context on any of these because i thought it would be more fun for us to have conversations about it <laughs> if we didn't know the i mean i feel like you're probably correct in why it's bath safety month um, yeah which is sad or maybe it's like about people getting like, electrocuted oh <gasps> i was gonna say old people like slipping Ooh. and falling in the tub honestly after everything we've just mentioned be careful yeah, be careful in the bath. There's a lot of reasons to uh, need Imagine to be careful about it. Imagine just passing out. Um, <laughs> and uh, just passing out. Yeah, just passing <laughs> out. <laughs> and, hitting, and then I hit the wall. <laughs> the wall. <laughs> <Bow>. <laughs> okay, and last but lost knees. <laughs> lost knees. <laughs> but at last, I lost my knees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm dumb. fine. <laughs> no, I feel bad because the last one's really sad. Oh no! Why do we always do this? <laughs> it's slavery and human trafficking prevention. <laughs> okay, Get no, it it's actually a That's great a month horrible. that everyone should pay oh more God. attention to because we were just talking about this. Sex trafficking is a real problem, and it's happening all around you. Not yeah. to freak you out, but it's but it true. is. I mean, and isn't like, Portland one? Okay, I don't want to like. Portland and yeah, Seattle are, are like two of the like major sex trafficking yeah. areas in the United States. I mean, anywhere that's like a port town. Yes, a port town. Exactly. Port town. Um. Ooh, like so port yeah. Just kidding. No, that's a small town. <laughs> I. I don't want to get into it. I'm having real <laughs> daydream thoughts about port towns and prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Sex workers. Okay, yes. Anyway, on to days of the month. Days of the month. January 10th is National Houseplant Appreciation Day. We and were boy, just do we appreciate our houseplants. Yes, we do. We were actually just talking today about like how much better we've actually been at uh, um, when like your boyfriend goes to the dispensary while you start recording the episode and then he comes back and he's sneaking around gathering the supplies. Anyway, <laughs> any whoozy what's it? Any whoozy what's it? Um no, we've uh, been doing a lot better of a job at uh, taking care of our plants and yeah. We've got quite a few. Our first time now. around getting plants was a. It was a not success. I mean, in all fairness, 
a fresh kitten had just arrived. Very curious boy. So a fresh baby. A fresh baby. And so he was, he was getting into it. But it's all right because we love him. We love him. And he's the best. Yeah. Um. Speaking of him, it is also on January twenty first. First. First? National Squirrel Appreciation Day. And he do be having a squirrel tail for sure. Oh, He's just all curled I up up there. I do appreciate a squirrel. I do, I do appreciate squirrels. Cute. Yeah. They run with their nuts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was not Stop meaning it. to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> January 16th is National Do Nothing Day, which is my favorite day. Let's see. Wait, that was, is today the 26th? Yes. Okay. Oh, that was 10 days ago. I mean, my whole last week was National Do-Nothing Week. Yeah. I got COVID, so uh, was laid out for a bit. Had to go and the quarantine. Kobe-wobie. The Kobe-wobie. Um, That was not fun. Um, no. But I hath risen from the dead and am... Cheers! Our first day back together. It, yes, I had to go in quarantine for uh, the last week. Um, and so I'm finally back home, feeling better than ever, and back, back and to life. Back and better than Eva. Okay, uh, January 27th, tomorrow is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Very also important. a good one. Still a lot of Holocaust deniers out there. Which Don't know how you could like possibly try to deny the Holocaust, how could you deny that? You're obviously a huge piece of shit, so, so eat shit and Pass out in the shower, pinch. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the bathtub. Yeah, bathtub awareness. Uh, January 8th is male watching day. I did look into that one because I was like, what the actual fuck does that mean? Watching men? Yeah. Straight it's up, it's about watching men. That's... There's not an opposite one that makes me feel kind of uh, well, good. Well, yeah, that's... But it w- in the description, it was like, but isn't every day like female watching day and i'm like yeah unfortunately it is you should probably go fuck yourself um and then last but certain oh no sorry there's two more january 9th play god day what i'm like what psychopath is coming i was gonna say is that that it's there's got to be somebody that you can tell a story about for one of your stories that took national play god day a little too seriously Oh, God. Speaking of that, it's also National Stocking Awareness Month. So. Oh, wow. January has In some... In January, uh, February, March, March, April. Okay, enough anyway. of that. Um, and then last but not least, January 29th is National Corn Chip Day. Corn Chip Day? I love corn chips. Let's make nachos. Fritos, Wait, corn chips, low key slap. I mean, tortilla chips. chips are corn chips. I would say a corn chip is like a Frito, though. Something Baggy's like playing with your rocks. Aww. Aww. He wants some self love. Oh, Baggy, do you need some self love? Oh, you're so cute. Anywho. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna move on to. I've got four things that happened historically in January. Wonderful. Um, January 26th, 1875, the dental drill was patented. 1875? Yeah. The, uh, could you imagine getting like somebody drilling into your teeth in, eight- in 1875? Absolutely not. You'd probably be like on some like hallucinogenic. Well, and I feel like that would just turn into like a lobotomy or something. <laughs> I was going like, to say, that's going to turn out <laughs> no to trust. 
uh, like root damage or something. Yeah, that um, has. And like I just wanted to bring it up because I fucking hate the dentist. Yeah, and we already talked about this somehow in this episode, but fuck the dentist. I don't trust. That has them. like asylum vibes to it. Ugh. I don't like that. Yeah, seriously. January twelfth, nineteen sixty six. Batman first premieres on television. The first Ooh. Batman show. Oh, that's awesome! I love yeah. me some Batman. Very classic. Very Do you classic. remember my phase of being like super yes. obsessed with Batman stuff? Do you and remember I had, like, my phase of being obsessed with Batman? I was. I didn't have as much like apparel as but you. you d- but yeah, you. I think our Batman phases were at different were times. I, but I feel like they were pretty close. Maybe they were, you know. Because I had like Batman gauges. I feel like I remember I when had you had jacket. your Batman stuff. I was jealous. I yeah. was like, oh, that's so cool. That motherfucker. If I saw you wearing that now, I'd bully you. <laughs> it, <clears throat> rightfully so. <laughs> if I was wearing speaking what? can't speaking of Batman, can't wait for the hot ass new Batman movie. It's probably gonna With be terrible. Robbie Patty Boy. Robbie and Zoe. Oh yes, Zoe. Dreamy steamy. Dreamy steamy dreamo teamy. Yes. Uh, it could either go, uh, I, I was going to say, it could go one of two ways, which, the, like, the only two ways it could go, good or bad, but, like, you know, <laughs> it's going to be one of the other. On January 22nd, Roe versus Wade happened, oh. and abortion is legalized. How many years ago was that? Does, do you oh, remember shit, I didn't even put was? the fucking year in it. Hold on. That's okay. Um, yeah, because... I mean, I feel like that it was, what, the 90s? 73. Oh, pff, the 90s. 90s. What am I talking about? No, I don't know yeah. anything. Um, 73. So, okay. yeah. Keep Roe versus Wade in your hearts and minds. Especially at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then January 25th, 1924, the first Winter Olympics are held in France. Speaking of Winter Olympics coming up next month. I think they're already happening. What? I thought it was February. Why do I keep seeing shit of people watching stuff? Wait, am I stupid? There must be like pre-Olympic Olympic Olympic things happening right now because I I swear to God I've seen... Like I mean, I thought I saw a commercial the other day that said, like, Winter Olympics coming in That does make sense February as to why when I tried to look it up to watch it, I couldn't find it. Okay, so yeah, no, I'm right. <laughs> it's definitely in February. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wrong a lot, but I don't think I'm wrong on this one. Okay, um, last but not lo- lo- least, <laughs> I've got some birthdays for you. Birthday. January 7th, 1964, Nicolas Cage. Ooh, Nicky boy. January 17th, 1942, Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. I was going to uh, say, I don't know who it is. But yes. I, Muhammad Ali, I'll be, yeah, anyway. Like, who doesn't? Like, who doesn't know? Uh, January 17th, also, 1922, Betty White, oh, rest in peace. Had to put her in sweet, here. Sweet, sweet. Um, January fifteenth, nineteen twenty nine. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh wait, nineteen twenty nine. Why would I? Yeah. Why would I think that he would have been born before that. But I guess they always say. Have you seen all those pictures? That's like Anne Frank and Martin Luther King were literally born the same year. That's right. It's li- Which it's that so is weird. Also and so they also there's this whole thing of like they print they show all those pictures in black and white even though there was colorized film at the time just to make it seem like it happened longer ago than it actually fucking did. Also, I feel like because both of them died at younger ages. Exactly. It seems like they lived so much longer. Uh, 
Yeah, so much so longer much ago. So much different. And, and, like, obviously Anne Frank was very young. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. I don't know. Super weird. Uh, and then two more. January 19th, 1946. Dolly Parton. Oh. Queen. Queenie. And January 27th. Did not look up the year for some reason. Mozart. Oh, okay. I want to know. So, uh, probably, I have actually no, um, like, gauge. 1756. Wow. Holy shit. So, he was born before um, the, like... America started. That's not the, the right terminolo- terminology for that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's my fun January facts. Amazing. Um yeah. yeah. Lots of crazy stuff happened in January. Oh. Somebody's calling me. I should have silenced that thing. Oh. Mom. Hi, Naomi. You can call me back later. Stop it. Sorry. Okay. Anywho. Um, um I love that she said she was gonna text me back on her break, but she called you first. I mean, kill. Do Don't the say anything. <laughs> okay. Um. Do you want to go on with your stuff next, yes. and then I will continue with mine? Yeah. All right. So mine is just kind of a little, little history lesson. Um. So the word January uh, originates from ancient Roman god Janus. Uh, Janus was the god of doors, gates, and transitions. Uh, Janus represented the middle ground between both the concrete and the abstract dualities, such as life and death, beginning and end, youth and adult, rural and urban, war and peace, and barbarism and civilization. Um, So I uh, got all this information from the Anderson Locke website, so I've got a little bit of a backstory. So uh, according to Roman mythology, Janus was uh, presented at the beginning of the world, Uh, As the god of gates, Janus guarded the gates of heaven and held access to heaven and the other gods. For this reason, Janus was often invoked first in ancient Roman religious ceremonies and during public sacrifices, offerings, and were given to Janus before any other deity. In fact, there is evidence that Janus was worshipped long before many of the other Roman gods, dating all the way back to the time of Romulus, who was the founder and first ruler of Rome. Um, so yeah, it's a very crazy. interesting, very very interesting. So that was my little history. Also, uh, January Jones, you know January Jones I from. Know the, I, know I was gonna name. say, what the fuck is that show called? Mad Men. I was legit gonna say Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, you know. And my head Tim I was Allen's just like, show, Tim Mad Allen. Men. Yeah, but yeah, um, she's the one who plays Betty. The Blondie. Okay. I haven't watched Never enough mind. to know the character's Anyway, names. I just think January is a great name. I didn't need to bring up January Jones, but that's like the only person I know named January, and I don't know her, obviously. I had a but regular customer January at Starbucks is named a January. cool name. Is that the person you house that for? Yeah. Oh. That's fun. <laughs> Lit times. Yeah. Um, um, wow, okay. Yeah. Fun. So, yeah, all dates back. I feel like a lot of... The months of the year date back to I mean, Roman gods and like ancient gods yeah, and Greek gods a lot and stuff of old like shit in general. October is like Octavius or something, which I th- actually that's like that was a king, right? 
I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look into the rest of the months, just January. <laughs> we'll find out next month. <laughs> exactly. Here, I'll just do a uh, like a a god of the month where the where they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Excuse you. <laughs> Teehee. Um, all right. Anyway, so yeah, that's our little opening tidbit of fun facts and whatnot. So we'll be doing that every week um, and just sharing with you you guys some more. Uh, more cool facts. So, yes. on that note, shall we get into get it? Get into it, yeah. 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 Let's okay. do it. I have a quick... Um, th- uh, originally, I was going to write up, like, three short summaries of stories. Then I got to my second one, and I was like, mm, this is going to be longer. So, I have one short one and one still pretty short one. I didn't even get so far. I chose one of what I was going to do of three, and then I was like, I've got I too went much information. A lot of I'm going to do this. When I first started doing this, I, I started writing a lot of different things, but here we are now. Here we are now, and we've got so some stories to tell. this is uh, January. <laughs> this is January 2nd. I'm just going to read it how I wrote it. Does that sound good? That sounds good. <laughs> Let's do it that way. On January 2nd, 1981, the murder spree of English serial killer Peter Sutcliffe, a.k.a. the Yorkshire Ripper, was brought to an end when he was apprehended by police for having false plates on his car. I... Anyway, I feel like I might have written down the date of this wrong. It, it's at the beginning of January. It's okay. fine. Okay. Um, he was then questioned in regards to the Yorkshire Ripper due to him fitting the description. After two days of questioning, Sutcliffe ad- admitted to these crimes, and over the next day, he would calmly describe each one to police. He had murdered 13 sex workers, attempted to kill several others, and claimed that he was doing this because God told him to. Love the excuse. He pleaded guilty. Oh, it was January. It was Play God Month. Or not Play God Month, but was it Play God Day? Did you accidentally choose a... Oh, my God, that would be so funny. That would funny. be pretty crazy. Um, he, pl- he pleaded not guilty to the murders, but guilty of manslaughter due to diminished responsibility because all these bitches apparently just don't know. They weren't of sound mind. But he, he's like, diminished responsibility because I thought God was... I thought it was a tool of God's will. You were a tool, but You were a not fucking tool, will. that's for sure, bitch. He was sentenced to life with at least 30 years served before he was eligible for the possibility of parole. But in 2010, his sentence was extended so that he would never be free. And on November 13th, 2020, Sutcliffe died in a hospital after being sent there for COVID-19 treatment that he refused. He had a number of pre-existing conditions. How's it feel? That is a very long story that I could tell. Um, Get really into the dirty, dirty details sad, of it. But I'm just like, I just wrote "eat dirt, bitch" at the end of that. I wouldn't be surprised if for like most you of your stories think you you're put doing that at a the favor um, for the Lord. Oh, fuck. The Fucking Lord told losers. you to do this. Okay, my next one, my main one, is about the Rosewood Massacre. You heard of I this? I know. I've heard that. I know name. I learned about this when I was younger, but shit goes in one ear and out the other. So I do believe that I'm going to tell this story in its entirety. So 
including a lot more details because I found a lot more details. But at the point where I was writing this story, I was like, it's too late for me to choose a new one. Yeah. So I'm going to tell this um, and then eventually I'm going to tell it and add a lot more details. But let me get into it. When Rosewood was first settled back in uh, 1845, black and white people lived and worked there. This is in Florida, by the way. But quickly, due to Jim Crow laws and the efforts by many to segregate, along with the closing of the pencil mill, which was the town's main source of employment, most of the white families moved to a nearby town called Sumner and settled there instead. So by 1920, the small town of Rosewood was almost in was an almost entirely black community, aside from a white family that ran one of the general stores there. Gotcha. It seemed that the residents of Sumner and Rosewood coexisted somewhat peacefully. And when I say that, bear in mind, we're talking about, says they got on amicably. So when, when I say that, I'm sure that's not how we would talk about getting along amicably today. Cause I there also was feel like when anybody uses the word amicably, it's not actually amicably. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, yeah, sure, these people were probably getting along fine, but it's still like they were probably getting treated like shit because they were black. That's just how shit was at that time. Um, So that's great. Residents who survived would later describe Rosewood as being a nice, happy place to grow up. Somebody, I read something, he was basically describing it as like, there was always roses on my walks. It was just like a lovely place to live. And like people did well for themselves there. It was a small town, nice community. Up until... Some fuckers decided to ruin it for everyone. On January 1st, 2020. Yeah? 2020, huh? Yes. January 1st. I literally will have to look up the year because I'm fucking stupid and I didn't put the year in here. Hold on. (laughs) It was 2020. You already said it. This happened two years Uh, ago. 1923. Okay. Um, Wow, so (laughs) almost 100 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um... 22-year-old Sumner resident Fanny Taylor was found screaming, beaten and covered in bruises, claiming that a black man had assaulted her. In reality, what it sounds like happened, based on everything that I read, is that Fanny was having an affair and her lover beat the shit out of her and then her husband came home and in order to kind of do damage control in her own life, she set into motion a massive, life-changing tragedy that would affect the whole town of Rosewood. After Fanny's claims, her angry husband gathered a group of people from Sumner, an angry mob, one might call it, as well as calling upon other white communities nearby, including Gainesville, which conveniently had just held a huge KKK meeting or celebration. Oh, there's like 500 people at this KKK um celebration or whatever the hell it was i don't know what it was but yeah 500 people so as you can as you know with white supremacists any chance they get to like fuck some shit up create a mob over the next several days these mobs continue to just fucking rain their terror on this entire town shooting and killing several in the process One man, Aaron Carrier, was dragged out of his house and literally tied to a car and then drugged back to Sumner and beaten. He was, like, untied, and then they just beat him. And I guess he was taken into protective custody, and then they just kept, kept on with the rest of the town. So there was a guy 
uh, a man named Jesse Hunter, who had escaped a local chain gang recently, and to the mob, he was an immediate, he was like the suspect immediately. For the the supposed beating yeah, of the exactly. woman. Exactly. They're just like, oh yeah, it's this guy. And it's like, okay. Um, so they're trying to find, they're interrogating people because they think that somebody's hiding him and all this stuff. Um, so a Rosewood blacksmith by the name of Sam Carter was also tortured until he admitted that he was helping hide Jesse. But after Jesse never showed up when he like led them to the spot, Sam was shot and hung on a tree before they continued Jeez. their rampage. Apparently the sheriff's office had tried to break up the mobs and break up the mobs, the literal, but they had no murderous. luck and they just told all the people to basically, if they could just stay at their their workplaces if they were there because that would be more safe for them and also i read that there was like somebody wanted to call in the national guard or something like that and the sheriff was like no i want to handle this i want to see if i can handle this on my own okay ew dude fuck off there's literally people being murdered for blatantly racial reasons yeah like quite obvious like it's literally and it's like okay just so you thought that one man assaulted a person there was no actual grounds for this claim so you decided to go and torture and murder the whole just, town yeah. yeah that makes sense god um oh, that's so fucked up yeah so bullshit i say bullshit on January 4th. So this is last thing. That was on the 1st when it started. It, it's it's January 4th days. at this point. There's a standoff at the carrier home uh, due to the mob thinking Jesse Hunter was being hidden there. And many people from the town, including many children, had been hiding out there for safety. So there's a standoff overnight. And in the process, Sarah Carrier, which is like the matriarch of the house, I believe, and her son, Sylvester, were both killed by gunshots. Also, two of the white men were killed in this exchange as well, it said. Media reports on what was happening in Rosewood gave a false death count and reported other false facts that blew things even more out of proportion and caused other locals to continue to join in on this basically race battle that we're having. An actual race war. Including they s- they published stuff saying that there were bands of armed black men basically like going on a rampage. And it's like... Quite the opposite. It's literally the opposite. Quite the opposite. There's literally... Yeah. So, and I just want to say, we see this still all the time. There's misreporting and false reporting constantly, not only within like... The actual officers who are involved in investigating crimes, misreporting things, but the media telling things that are just straight up not true, and and it's just fear mongering. Black people aren't at a disadvantage already. Yeah. So we saw it then. So still see it now. Love you, America. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, many citizens of Rosewood were forced to flee into the surrounding swamp area and hide there for days <sighs> while this rampage continued, which is just terrifying. Like, literally children. Many of these people were children that they just had to go hide in the swamp. And especially back then, it's like, how are you supposed to know when it's over? Like, how are you supposed to... And you don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. And, like, it's during a time 
when a lot of people would not take kindly to a black person. Ugh, it's just so disgusting. So some people were able to uh, find refuge with white, like, homeowners nearby. Uh-huh. Some people were kind and took them in. That's there good. There are good people yeah. out there. Um, and then some people basically just did the best they could to get their children out. Yeah. But some people were literally, like, basically ill and couldn't leave. It was really bad. Um, so, so there were two wealthy brothers, John and William Bryce, that owned a train. And when they heard of what was happening in Rosewood, they sent their train and encouraged those that could other than black men. They were basically like, no black men, because we don't want to be attacked. Like, okay, that's nice of you, but God, okay, that's right. It's like (laughs) uh, nice, but like. They're kind of like it's the ones like who are most at risk right now. Yeah. I mean, not so that the rest of the families weren't at like risk. Like I said, I de- I want to read. I want to tell the whole story, so I'll definitely get all the details of all this, and we'll get into the nitty gritty. But um, yeah, anger, violence. Uh, I said we all know the absolute anger and violence that was projected onto black people back in these freshly post-Civil War days, especially. Um, So I think you can imagine how brutal all of this was. I read that one man was forced to dig his own grave before being murdered. Oh, that's That's so fucked. Horrifying. So after a full week of this shit, a full week, it had mostly died down, when on January 7th, the one-week mark, some of the mob returned to finish what they started and basically burned the entire town to the ground. Holy so shit. So not only did they come in here and start shooting up the place and kill the multiple people, but they came back to just torch everyone's homes. They torched everyone. They literally torched everything but the white family's home. The one white family that lived there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't racially motivated at all. No. No. Also, the guy that? who owned the general store, the white guy, his name is John Wright. Um, John Wright, I think. Uh, he helped a lot of people by hiding them in his store and helping them escape, helping them make plans with the guys who had the train to uh-huh. help them escape. Good. So That's good. Yeah. And obviously, if you're going to be the one... White, white family and family predominantly living like uh who own a store and stuff you're i feel like they were probably yeah the good people I yeah anyway i would just want to throw so. that in yeah. there um so yeah that's fucking disgusting um the official number of dead from this event was supposedly eight and that's what it officially is but Mm, that's not really a sure thing because a lot of the people that were there were like it was a lot more than that. Like I mean, that sound, if it was going on for a having week, to step, one woman described like having to step over multiple bodies and like, Ugh, that's like so just a mass grave, up. basically. Even like, yeah. So I definitely think the numbers were a lot more inflated, um, but we really won't know. And. Uh, One of the really sad things about this is that it was mostly forgotten until the 80s when a journalist, like, traveled there and wrote a piece about it. And 
you know, that kind of revived interest. It actually ended up getting like uh, getting people some legal money rewards. Um, Good. And they some actually ended up giving for that shit. Um, it later led to reparations in the form of free schooling for wow. descendants of the Rosewood Massacre. So I'm going to, like I said, once I do a full episode about this, there's a lot of info about they actually like a lot of people were sent to college like uh, I want to say like hundred I mean, of people that's good. sent to college. And you know, like uh, that I think reparations are very important. Yeah. Um, so I feel like at least something good came out of this and it sucks that it was kind of just forgotten about for a while and literally the town yeah, just like kind of like being burned burned into nothing ground. it just burned into nothing and then like that's trauma that's ge- that event caused generational trauma oh yeah to for many sure. people um so i thought that that was kind of an important story because i don't know yeah. i didn't really remember anything about it or i don't even know if i ever learned about this i I feel like I did when I was younger, but because yeah. the name of it sounded familiar to me, yeah, I'm pretty it definitely sure sounds familiar. I but like I said, a lot of shit that I learned in school. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I will get into a lot more details with that, <laughs> a lot more horrific details, but also some of the good details. Yes. About what came after. Good. Um, in good. the future. I like the good <laughs> details. <laughs> I'm like, I want to like say something that's going to make this better, but there's nothing. No. Also, again, my laughter is nervous laughter. I don't think anything's funny. Uh, it's just so horrible. I don't know what to even say. I don't know how to react. No, I've, I've White done people that are a lot terrible. Too. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. We're working on being better people. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. All right. Well, um,. My story is in a similar regard. <laughs> um, <laughs> we accidentally kind of did things having to do with like slavery or post-slavery. Mine is kind of in the um, light of abolitionists. Um, so my story also has a little bit of a January theme. Um, I will be talking about Lysander Spooner today. Um, he, like the events that I'm talking about don't necessarily just happen in January, but he was born in January. So I was like, it fits, it fits the theme. It fits the theme. I, I accept. Yes. You're like, I guess for now. You I'm can, like, you go write another one. Yeah. Go r- right now. Go, go to After your, go to your room and you write another one. all this shit with the camera. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, by the time that this is posted, we'll have this edited up, but we have been having <laughs> some issues with the camera today so um <laughs> i'm not gonna cross we get that it all the worked video out. is gonna be out at the same time as the audio yeah and um, if but we're gonna try our we're best. not able to do the video for this one we're um, trying our best you guys it's a trial and fail type of situation here okay yeah you understand trial and fail and try again and fail again well, and trial try. and error I, I keep trying to remember that phrase <laughs> <laughs> like try and fail that doesn't that doesn't sound trying right. and failure anyway Anyway, okay, we're so doing our best. yeah, we're doing our best. Um, but yeah, so get into it. I'm, I'm gonna excited. get into it. Uh, so we're gonna go back, uh, take it into history a couple hundred years for this one. Uh, so Lysander Spooner was born on January 19th, 1808. So more than 200 years ago. 
um, to parents Asa and Dolly Spooner in Athol, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, Wait, is it spelled the same as the Idaho one? Yes, <laughs> I actually, I actually wrote in my notes, make Athol joke. <laughs> Because every time oh, I hear no. of Athol, Idaho. When we, just... we recently went to Idaho and when Nathan asked me where we were staying, like where was, you know, the place I booked or whatever. We were camping. Yeah. Um, I'm like, <laughs> Athol. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Athol. He's like, Athol. He's like, are you shitting me? <laughs> I could not take that seriously. It's like, too much. I honestly hadn't really thought about it that way. That was the first thing I'm that never I thought gonna of. Not think about so it that way. yes, uh, he was born in Athol, Massachusetts. Um, he was the second oldest out of nine siblings. His father was not religious, but his mother was. Um, however, it is said that the entirety of their family were strong abolitionists. And for those of you who might not know, abolitionists are those who fight against the enslavement and ownership of people. So. That was going on a lot at this time. Um, so Lysander did not leave home until he was 25 years old. Uh, this was because he had an obligation to repay his father for um, feeding him and raising him, uh, which I'm so glad that... I, also, like, have, I, have we talked about that some people who are like super um, anti-choice uh, refer to themselves as abolitionists? Don't tell me that. That's the I worst. I just wanted to drop that in That is... <laughs> Nope. You're not that fucking special. You're not that special. Anyway, sweetie. go on. I'm sorry. No, no, Just you're having fine. my own thoughts. You're fine. You're fine. Um, so yeah, he he didn't leave home till he was twenty five because he essentially had like his dad had this thing with the kids where they weren't allowed to like leave the house till they were younger. They had to like do an apprenticeship under um their father and like work off essentially like Okay. What they I mean, basically the money that their parents paid to like raise them. It's like I wasn't. A- I didn't ask to be born. All right, but um, okay. yeah. But they uh, they were a pretty poor family, so it helped them out a lot to be able to have the um kids working. Right. Um, which there were nine kids, so yeah, yeah. yeah that's they a had lot. A, a a bit of expenses there. Um, so he worked. I mean, for I guess eighteen oh eight birth control wasn't a was not really particularly a thing. I don't know what you'd make condoms out of at the time. Um, like just stop fucking. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Clearly, you know for sure. They had it at least nine times. Yeah, at <laughs> least. And I would say that was it. And that they just was got it. pregnant. Every like single it time. was actually on purpose. I would stop. They just wanted to after uh, after the third. I'd be like, I think this is a curse. Yeah, like I think that I pull should out maybe become a nun now. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. I'm sorry. That is not at all what I'm trying to talk about. Nope, Go you're on. Fine. Um, so he worked for his dad between the ages of 16 to 25, working on the uh, the family farm. Um, after this apprenticeship under his father, he was able to secure a job as a school teacher and then l- later worked as a tutor for wealthy farmers' children. Uh, Lysander's brother, William, had made it on his own only a few years before him. Uh, he left and went to Boston and saved some money, uh, not enough to literally afford clothes or anything, but oh. yeah, he okay. was like, I guess just enough to eat. Um, but okay. so uh, eventually his uh, frugality and hard work ethic allowed him to make it successfully as a tanner. And this is William, his brother, not not Lysander. Okay. Um, he made it as a tanner, which a tanner is somebody who treats animal hides and makes them into leather. 
Um, he became the first president of the New England Shoe and Leather Association, a philanthropist, and an officer of the board of uh, or the Boston Board of Trade, and a successful businessman. Lysander wanted to be successful like his brother, and eventually was able to move away from the family farm to the nearby town of Worcester, uh, also in Massachusetts. Uh, there he worked in the office of the Register of Deeds. Uh, he worked there for a year. After his time at the Register, he began legal studies in the office of John Davis in 1833. Davis spent a lot of his time outside of Worcester, so Lysander most likely learned a lot of his knowledge from um, of the law from Chris Allen, who was a state senator, who was the state senator of Worcester. Lysander must have shown a lot of promise because it was a large favor for someone to allow a man of Lysander's age to study in their office at the time. So um, mostly it was people who were a little bit older um, that would uh, study law like in the office of somebody that was practicing law. Oh, um, right. And also at the time uh, for lawyers, a college degree was somewhat more decorative and wasn't required to practice law. However, a college graduate was granted admission to the bar after spending only three years studying the law, uh, uh, studying the law in an office, whereas a non-college graduate required five years before being granted admission. Um, so it was like it just having a degree made it a little easier to uh, become a lawyer and be accepted into the bar. Um, but Lysander saw this as essentially poor shaming and was uh, um, with the backing of both Charles Allen and John Davis. Lysander set out to start his own practice um, without having the like required five years of um, also. It is poor shaming. Exactly. It's like, oh, God I can't damn. go to college, so you're going to... like Because at the time, there was not like college where you would go and like learn lawyer stuff or whatever. So right. it was like there was no point in them having to go to college, but it just made it easier and gave people who had money enough to go to college a one-up on the rest to becoming lawyers. Oh, um, wow. My, how things have changed. Oh, so much. Things have really changed a lot. It's always changing. There's, we don't poor shame these days. No, there's none of that going Are on. Are you kidding? Ever. Yeah, in America, no, never. Wealth gap, who? Well, <laughs> yeah, one percent, <laughs> who? Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so he, with the backing of both Charles Allen and John Davis, Lysander set out to start his own practice. Uh, he made cards that read, "Quote: Lysander Spooner offers to the public his services in the profession of the law. Offices in Central Exchange, Worcester, April eighth, eighteen thirty-five." Um, in addition to this, in justification, he wrote a petition in the Worcester Republican, which was sent to all members of the Massachusetts General Court. Uh, luckily, he had the backing of his mentors, uh, who one was a governor and the other a state senator. Unfortunately, though, his proposition was voted down. So he was trying to, like, change it so that you didn't have to have a degree to do that. But they were like, nope, you're poor. They were like, sorry, sorry, not sorry. Um, so Lysander. Stop being poor. Stop being poor and just be better. Yeah. Stop being poor and get money. Feel loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, so Lysander was also marked as the village atheist uh, because he spent his time using his Same. knowledge of the law to break down theological arguments. 
Uh, the purpose of Lysander's writing on topics of Christianity were intended to, quote, awaken opposition of the clergy in Christianity because they delude and enslave the imaginations of the young and make men dupes, fools, slaves, cowards, bigots, and fanatics. <laughs> yeah, so he was not a fan of Christianity <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, it was said his mother was like, potentially like a Methodist or something like that. And one of his siblings went on to like do some missions with um, like the, some indigenous people, but like for the most part, his family was not religious. Um, so I just love that description. The, the dupes, Again, fools, my slaves, silence cowards, was, bigots, and fanatics. She was too stunned to speak. <laughs> Um, so, though he was not the only one who held this opinion at the time, he was one of the few that voiced it quite as loudly or as harshly as he did. Get it, Lysander. Um, many people saw his opinions as radical, and this did not gain him many clients in his law practice. Nobody loves uh, radical. No, unfortunately not. Like, I would like to be a little more radical, but radical. You know, it's hard. Uh, well, it's not hard, but like... It, it people judge you yeah and that's hard and God, i don't like I'm being like, judged the, o the only way anything changes is by radical quite literally yeah um, um yeah so and lysander fucking knew that he did and this was back in the early 1800s and this man was like getting it on all fronts um, so, yeah, with little success in Worcester, Lysander knew it was time for him to move on to a new venture. Uh, he spent less than he went to New York and spent less than a year as a bank clerk for Albert Gallatin um, before he would decide to move out to the American West. Uh, after moving out west to Ohio for a bit in search of the next booming area of commerce, Lysander had to move back to his family's farm during the Panic of 1837, which was essentially the Great Depression era nearly a hundred years before the actual Great Depression, um, which I was thinking, um, and I was talking to Jordan the uh, other day about this when I was doing this research, I was like, okay, so... 1830s era there's like a great depression that happens it's like every hundred years 30s yeah. era there's another great depression um we're only eight years away from 2030 and the economy's not doing too great right now so i'm scared i'm scared yeah that yeah. was not a I comforting mean, thing to read um nothing comforts me yeah <laughs> No, I'm just gonna, not these days. I'm not even going to elaborate. <laughs> nothing, nothing comforts, comforts me. me, period. Also, one interesting thing that I was reading about, because um, I've always, <laughs> and I don't know if this is another thing. I feel like I always say this where I'm like, I might be stupid. Everyone else might know what this is, but I don't know. But everybody that I talked <laughs> to about that, that kind of hard. stuff, like mm -hmm. usually people didn't know they've heard of these things. But anyway, the thing that I'm talking about is- Give it to um, me. It, I was reading up on um, like the Erie Canal, um, oh. and I literally didn't know what exactly the Erie Canal I was. No, I do either. <laughs> right? Exactly. It definitely um, rings a bell. Yeah, well, because like fifteen miles on the Erie Canal, whatever that song is. <laughs> I think we did that in choir in school. That's the only reason I know whatever song that is. Um, yeah. Eerie, eerie, eerie. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Also, um, do not know what you're talking about. I it was probably the year after you weren't in choir anymore. Never heard that. Um, 
Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> sidetracked. Um, so the Erie Canal connects Lake Erie to the Atlantic Ocean and allows for more, um, like, it, like, more places that can uh, import and export through the Atlantic Ocean because, like, a lot of, like, shore towns gotcha. on Lake Erie and, like, places that have rivers that connect to Lake Erie. It just allows a whole channel for things to be able to go through. Right, so, right, right, at right. the time, around this time, um, when he had moved to Ohio before moving back to his family's farm, a lot of other... Um, a lot of people were trying to move to different towns that were, like, riverside towns and stuff. Um, so that... Because... All of them were, like, hoping that that would be the next, like, Riverside Town. That would be the next Erie Canal. Like, they'd build a canal that would connect it to, like, Lake Erie that goes to the Atlantic Ocean. Or a canal would be built from this place to that place, making it a big, booming commerce town. As Um, canals do. As canals do. And so he moved out to Ohio with a friend, thinking wherever he was moving. I don't remember what the... um, name of the town was at the time but now it's grand rapids um but he moved out there hoping that that was going to be the next like booming city it was not and he so my brother's girlfriend's from grand rapids yeah oh cute she speaks highly of it yeah i kind of want to go there because she speaks highly of Which, it i don't know grand if it's rapids like a hometown charm but he's talking about ohio but i don't oh, know if there was the also f- a grand rapids also, ohio oh but Okay, well, I, I don't, don't know. fucking know. But Go on. Anyway. Um, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Also, you're gonna... Never mind. Isn't that where the kid in Polar Express lives? I don't know, because like I, I said, the last time the we watched this, it was only my Grand, second time watching it. I think the like, kid who is like an unbeliever in the... Well, he's not an unbeliever. Like the kid... Like the sad kid at the back of the train. The sad kid at the back of the train. I'm pretty sure his address was Grand Rapids, Michigan. Well, you have seen that movie many more times (laughs) than I have, so I trust your opinion. I've only seen it twice. Polar Express has a grip on me. (laughs) I know it does. You talk about it often. (laughs) I just want them to know. Yes. Polar Express has a grip on me. Anyway. Um, So... Uh, yeah, so he moved back to his family's farm after the panic of 1837. This got Lysander into both uh, researching ways to improve modern banking and the downside of the government having its hands in everyone's affairs. Uh, he wrote a lot. A lot. A lot he wrote of a lot of different books and pamphlets and stuff regarding many, many different subjects. Um, but this was one of the most prominent. So at the time, the government did not print money. That was left up to private banks. Uh, it was referred to as promi- uh, uh, promissory notes. Um, Another thing that's just making me think money's not real. Well, so this, it was so funny. I, I was thinking about that while I was researching this because... I it was essentially uh, looking into the origins of like dollar bills and stuff or promissory notes, um, and they were legitimately backed by like gold and silver. And it was I wrote this down: um, permi- promissory notes, meaning the paper money was backed by gold in the banks. This means the value of the dollar had actual backing and could be traded in for its equivalent value. So a dollar was ah, just something that that you, would make sense, right? Right? And it's like right now, like 
just print more money but obviously it's not that easy but it is that easy question mark i'm also I don't confused because then when i start thinking about it too hard i'm like but then the gold and that shit that value why value <laughs> what <laughs> it's all just confusing okay it is. we still base our lives off of something that's not real no exactly we like i've said weirdly many times recently we need to go back to a bartering and like, trading that system. makes more sense but it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. It's similar to just basing it off of money because money just has become the value. Right. Like, yeah. It's God weird damn. and I hate it. Um, so there was an issue with uh, the like hard money system as well, including like fluctuation of value, fraud, and bankruptcy. Um, so. Fraud. Fraud. Bankruptcy. Um, I wouldn't know nothing about bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, with uh, so much westward expansion, there also wasn't enough coin to carry on business as well. So the hard money system didn't work, but also neither does the paper money system. Uh, so Lysander had ideas of creating a much more stable economy in very uh, so in very simple words. And as I understand it from what I read, it was essentially to lean land as currency because of its sub- stability and ability to hold value. Um, so though it was said that his plans had incredible detail uh, um, and consistency, it was also referred to as modern alchemy and was not put into popular use. So sad day but he he had some good ideas he had some really good ideas <sighs> um so his next it. venture in 1880 or 1844 he got into the business of private mail systems and established the american letter mail company uh transporting mail between boston and baltimore this was intended to challenge the federal laws that gave us postal service a monopoly on the mailing business but Congress forced Lysander and others. Head. I'm loving it. Yeah, he's constantly oh, like, "You I'm made upset. a law, fuck you. I'm gonna do what oh. I want." And he's just ch- challenging everything, and it's the best. Yeah, exactly. And no, I love it. He's forward thinker for sure. But unfortunately, Congress forced Lysander and other owners of pri- private mailing businesses to shut down in 1845. So he only had it going for like a year. Um, so he had a, he, a lot of different ventures, as you can tell, trying to make it bigger. Trying to um, stick it to the man. And stick it to the man at the same time. Um, so this brings us to the point of Lysander's life that got me so interested in his history and one of the main reasons why his name has gone down in history. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Lysander and his family uh, all strongly believed in the abolitionist movement. Uh, Many Southern lawyers like to claim that the Constitution backed the right to own slaves, as did the abolitionist William Lloyd Garrison. Uh, Because of this, William referred to the Constitution as an agreement with hell. Um, He's basically (laughs) like, I don't think people should be owned as slaves, but the Constitution backs it. And it's like, Um, but Lysander thought there were constitutional arguments that could be used in the case against slavery. Uh, this led him to writing the uh, Unconstitutionality of Slavery in 1845. Uh, in this writing, he spoke about the fact that slavery wasn't supported by the American colonial characters, the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, or the Constitution. 
So this is a pretty long quote, but um, in Lysander's writing, he said, quote, Man has an inalienable right to so much personal liberty as he will use without invading the rights of others. This liberty is inherent right of his nature and his facil- uh, f- uh, faculties. In his, wow. It is inherent right of his nature and his faculties to develop themselves freely and without restraint from other natures and fa- faculties uh, that have no superior prerogative to his own. And this right has only this limit, that he do not carry the exercise of his own liberty so far as to restrain or infringe the equally free development of the natures and faculties of others. The dividing line between the equal liberties of each much never be transgressing by either. This principle is the foundation and essence of law and civil right. So basically, you should have as much freedom as doesn't fuck someone else over okay. and should okay. not be owned. When you were that saying was a that, lot. no, 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 I'm, I'm glad you read that, but I'm not gonna lie, it was like, you ever have a dream? <laughs> just circus like, music I going on. Was just hearing random words. Yeah. Um, but I get what you're saying. Yes. And okay. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it was just like no one's freedoms should infringe on someone else's freedoms, but you should have as much freedom to the point without infringing on someone topic. else's freedoms yeah right poignant topic of the date <laughs> not the d- i'm just saying that's a hot topic these days oh yes very, very much hot. so yeah, yeah, yeah it might be like the topic it kind of is of you know exactly things. because it, it's like Yes, someone shouldn't, uh, like, in this case, it's talking about someone shouldn't have the right to own right. another and person, and these days, it's kind of like, how much of a hand should the government have in what we are allowed to do, right. and our freedoms. Um, so, this writing went on to change the minds of many people, getting them on board with the abolitionist movement. Albert Brown, a senator from Mississippi, described his writings as the more the most formidable legal challenge the abolitionists have presented. Uh, He didn't stop here, though. Following the release of his book, he continued to release pamphlets on jury nullification, which is when a jury returns a not guilty verdict even when the jury believes the law has been broken, um, and other legal defenses for escaped slaves and also offered his legal legal services to fugitives... Stop. Um, Also offered his legal services to fugitives. (laughs) Enough. I can't. I'm so. I'm so immature. Not the time. Go on. Go on. Not the time. Okay. He offered his legal services to fugitives. Most of them. uh, Most of the time, free of charge, um, which is great. Um, Pro bono. Exactly. Uh, His uh, writings on jury nullification were very important. A very popular case where jury nullification came into play um, was that of the United States versus Morris. A runaway slave known as Shadrach made his way from Virginia to Boston. Uh, There he was found by a slave hunter, which just the fact that someone would literally make it their life being to hunt down runaway slaves to then take them to court and have them imprisoned and that is their whole life you know i it's like have just the let it go 
terrible feeling in my stomach that a lot of people would still be down for that. If you have a Confederate flag on your car, I believe that you would be a slave yee hunter yee. back we in live the day. Near some very yee yee areas. I so. see some uh, an unfortunate amount of Confederate flags. Not as much recently, but uh, which makes me feel better. It's mostly just I think Trump just been flags, bullied out of it, which is good. I mean, I don't Speaking. want to like say it's okay to bully people, but if anyone's going to be bullied, it should be the bullies. Um. So yeah. anyway, um. So, yeah, so there he was found by a slave hunter and taken to court. Uh, during the court proceedings, a crowd burst into the courtroom, snatched Shadrach, the runaway slave, and helped him escape across the Canadian border. Um, after this, eight individuals were caught and tried for assisting Shadrach in running away. The jury, however, knowing these people had violated the fugitive slave law, um, knew their right and nullified the case. Uh, the defense lawyer uh, stated, quote, the jury were rightfully the judges of the law as well as the fact. And if any of them, con uh, cons what did I write there? If any of them uh, conscientiously believed the act of 1850, commonly called the Fugitive Slave Act, to be unconstitutional, they were bound by their oaths to disregard any direction to the contrary uh, which the court might give them. So basically, they were just well within their rights to nullify. Um, the judge cut off the defense lawyer, informing the jury that, quote, uh, they have not the right to decide any question of the law, that they must apply the facts as they, f as they may find them, the law given to them by the court. So he's like, screw you guys, you can't nullify this, that's fake, you have to, like, fake uphold news. the exact law to the T. The jury disregarded this and continued with their nullification. So all of the eight people were let off. Um, so uh, I love that they would rather just spend time trying to try eight people instead of just fucking letting this slave run away. Exactly. It's like, it's like you literally are making this way too big of a deal. Like, yeah, that. No. And like you're probably spending so much money and time and efforts on this dumb ass shit. Yeah. Just because you think you're fucking better than them? Yeah. Just the worst. Um, so this is just one of the ways that, um, or one of the cases that uh, Lysander helped, uh, like, wow, I cannot <laughs> even speak today. It's okay. We, we've had a struggle recording a, this episode yes. tonight. More than you guys will ever know. Exactly. You won't hear any of the stuff that yeah. we recorded. We had to, we had to chop this up a little bit uh, due to well. the camera work. But yeah, this is we're literally good. my we're last great. sentence. Um, so, or I guess, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is just one of what I'm sure became many cases that Lysander Spooner helped, um, slave after slave become free and allow them to be able to relax and not have to worry as much about the law of the time catching up to them. So yeah, that is the wow. story of Lysander Spooner and, uh. Spooner. He's a dope guy. I'm surprised like you did not say that earlier. Um, I was expecting you to say something about his last name from the beginning. I was thinking about it, but... You wanted to be respectful. No. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a fun last name. No, I like it. Yeah, my sister it always said she spoons, wanted... And spoons remind me of cereal. And they also remind me of meth, but we won't talk about that. Ooh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, you did just talk about it, so... But we won't go any further into that. 
Um, yeah. So that's uh, <coughs> everything we got today. That a lot of January fun. stuff. I liked that. That was fun. January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe so we'll uh, we'll do some month theme things. Uh, if nobody yeah. likes this, we'll also, scrap it and pretend like we never did it. Welcome to the gang, Italy and the Netherlands. Yes, we've um, gotten some more you. countries the in there. People listening all over the world. You're probably never gonna listen again. Just kidding. You will. You'll love it. You're You'll hooked come back. now. Yeah, you're, you're hooked. hooked. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we love that for us, and we love that for you. Yeah. Um. That's super cool. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone. If you like this, and even if you fucking hated it can you go rate us five stars yeah you can do it on spotify and you can do it on apple, apple podcast and it's super easy super quick takes like two seconds yeah and um, if we actually successfully end up being able to get all of our video footage put together you can like us and subscribe on, on YouTube. youtube we will post about that on our instagram which is yikes that's amazing we've got um, our tiktok yikes that's amazing pod yeah just pod. Yikes, that's amazing pod you can go and see we're trying to get better about posting some more stuff on there as time goes on we will get better at we've got a more few stuff. stories that are kind of like on this day in history a few different uh crazy crime yeah just some fun stuff and we post other stuff on our instagram too we're gonna i'm trying to get in the habit of posting more fun uh fun shit on there that you guys can see throughout the week so yeah. follow so us just on let there. us know you what you email like email us at yikes that's amazing podcast at gmail.com if you have anything you want to say anything at all anything at all you can confess anything you want to us confess to a murder there is no what's it called patient uh oh dr patient confidentiality i was gonna say patient teacher Patient teacher confidentiality. <laughs> there is that, but no doctor patient. There's no confidentiality, but you can tell us whatever you want. But we will wrap you, can you out. You can suggest stories. You can tell us how much you loved our stories. Yeah. That we told tell, Yeah, tell us personal stories. If you do, we'll give you a little shout you out, embarrass you on the air. shit you hate about our podcast. Or, and or shit, shit you that love, you like. Preferably. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can also comment, now that you've seen the video, maybe, uh, about how cute our cats were that went into the frame. Yeah, because they right are here. knocking it out of the fucking park. Oh, big yawn from Baggy. He's just hamming it up right now. He's hamming it up. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, thank you for listening. The struggle bus is over for tonight. <laughs> for tonight, but we'll be back. Da da da. Da da da. All right. Have a good night. Sweet dreams. Or I guess it might not be night when you're listening to this. But just oh, have yeah. a good time. But tonight or tomorrow night or whatever, make sure it's just, good. Yeah. <laughs> just have a good night sometime soon. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, bye. Girl, bye.